we are gathered here today to pay our final respects for a titan of the industry. Uh, and what a life, what a life you've lived from 1930 to 2021. Here we're today, we lay to rest the Looney Tunes. Uh, it was a real tragedy, and it's a shame that you were also traveling in the same car with creativity and inspiration when you tree. <sighs> Such a loss. If anyone now would like to uh, share some words with us, uh, now now's the time. You're a bastard, Bugs. I'll see you in hell. It's it's like my childhood just is being destroyed, annihilated. I I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Raiders are over the world. I'm the king of the world. Yo, Adrian. There's no flying in baseball. Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Basketball camp is next weekend. You got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. It's not what I want, Dad. You never let me do what I want to do. You never let me just do me. Hold up. Wrong floor. Bet Will Smith ain't got to deal with this. Dad! Down! What in the Matrix hell? Welcome to the space. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. What is this? A cartoon? What's up, Doc? Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. Space Jam, a new legacy. And if we're talking about butchering a legacy, this is one way to do it. Yep. I I knew it would be bad, but like I thought it would at least be like kind of bad in a fun way. <laughs> It was just horrific. It was two and a bit hours of the Warner Brothers just jerking themselves off, aggrandizing themselves with their greatest hits, somehow involving and dragging LeBron James into this. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know <laughs> how to, like, I, it's, it's not even, it's not a good sequel. It's not a good anything well to me uh, i'm going to be tactful in the first explanation here it was like they got the merchandise copywriters 
to all sit together from every area across Warner Brothers and write the script. And they all went, ooh, wouldn't it be a good idea to put this in? Wouldn't it be a good idea to put this in? Wouldn't it be a good idea to put this in? And this is what we got. It's just this scattergun or shotgun pellets of Warner Brothers merchandise all splattered across the screen with no real purpose. And no uh, no shame. No. Very like, <laughs> like, yeah. like not even a point where someone was like, do you think people are going to think we're we're a bit arrogant or you know, a bit wanky? No. Nah. I mean, even to the point where the um, you know he falls through the ground and there's a Nike symbol, and then all the NBA stuff just sort of trawled in there. I I don't know enough about basketball, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of references to that as well. So it's um, yeah, yeah. It, I, <laughs> it's one of those ones where I am literally lost for words to actually give it an, a fair criticism, other than it's complete crap. <laughs> it's complete crap. <laughs> um, it's let's like go it's, back. Let's go. No, go on. Go on. Well, it's you know when we look at Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes is probably one of the most quintessential animations created that has had such an impact on popular culture right up until now. Um, just with things like The Simpsons, if you want, or other cartoons prior to The Simpsons, and they're all thanks to Looney Tunes and the elegant way in which they could create humour in situations, even satire at points, um, was award-winning when it was created. And then it leads to this, and I, I just can't understand how Warner Brothers could treat their own product that way. I think it might have been a misguided attempt in trying to refresh the brand of the Looney Tunes. It's something that sort of harkens back to maybe a couple of generations ago. Like I grew up watching Looney Tunes and I loved it, but as time has gone on and I guess there was a tightening of restrictions to depictions of, I guess, cartoon violence and talking about serious concepts in a cynical or critical way just somehow gets whitewashed. And that's what we're left with, this whitewashed, fan-serviced, castrated version of these tunes that we've just loved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, they've definitely had, like, a massive decrease in popularity. And I don't think it's because there's any... I don't think the Looney Tunes have a bad or have gotten bad or anything like that. It's definitely this sort of, like, PC view of the Looney Tunes that's kind of you know, watered it down and they've mm. taken the old stuff off TV because apparently it's too violent for kids and it's like, it's, it's I don't think kids are that stupid. <laughs> like, I don't think so either. There are, there are anvils and stuff. Like, it's madness. It's yeah. madness. Not to mention, like, how, like, second only to Groucho Marx is, like, Bugs Bunny, <laughs> like, in terms of his, like, quick witticisms and, you know, sharp edge. And, and this... Yeah, it definitely felt like this was going to be a, an attempt to revive them or revitalize them because I don't think I've seen new Looney Tunes content since Looney Tunes back in action, which was, you know, which, mm. you know, this movie makes that look like an Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you had this, you know, looking back in the older catalogue of Looney Tunes works, like one of the best episodes of the Looney Tunes is What's Opera Duck? Um, doc with the Wagner yeah. performance, yeah. you don't see stuff like that anymore. And that was funny. It was well, tragic. It, it, it was dark. It was it was clever. Like it. Yeah. It, it was Anyone trying to satirize, and it was trying to 
you know, make fun of these things and, and play with these ideas. It wasn't just uh, retreading or, you know, there, there was a, a depth of um, intelligence to the Looney Tunes for all of the anvils and dynamite and acme gags. There's there's certainly a sharp wit behind, behind the older stuff anyway. Oh, I'd say things like... Um... What's Opera Doc is actually an influence on Pixar stuff, and it, oh, for sure, you know, it, it's it's not lost. It's just it's done very differently, and probably uh, with other layers that are more modern now. So um, yeah, it's still exists, but it just shows. I mean, for impact. like for like for like for like a Saturday morning kids cartoon that you don't. No, because it's, it's, now it's just it's, about toys. <laughs> yeah, and and it's also either super self-reflective and sort of you know you've had the whole postmodern influence on things now, so it's very different, very self-aware cartoons. If you're going to have the sort of edgier ones, mm. unless you talk about Bluey, Bluey's fantastic. Out <laughs> of my ignorance, but what's a Bluey? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's a bluey? Bluey. Oh my! Bluey oh my is uh, a genius. the greatest, the greatest <laughs> Australian contribution to art ever. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that, but it's the ferals. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's certainly the the best cartoon Australia's ever produced, and oh. it's it's having major impact. It's like the next Wiggles franchise, I think, going overseas. Disney uh, is okay. It's just it's just beautiful and like good storytelling and it's good stuff for the kids as well. But I've got friends who don't have kids who actually watch Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, that's sort of uh, we come back to the Looney Tunes, what you expect of it. And you know, even its reference to the Looney Tunes films or cartoons, I should say, uh, with the rabbit season, duck season bit. It, they didn't even sort of finish the joke and sort of it was almost going, you don't know this joke, and then yeah. leaves an awkward end to it. And I'm there going, what? Why would you even bother referencing it? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how many kids would actually understand, you know, um, poor Marvin the Martian coming in to claim the land in the name of Mars, mm. you know, one of the best characters ever. I'm like, oh, does anyone actually know who that is anymore? <laughs> yeah, I've still got my Marvin the, the Martian mouse pad around here somewhere. I just um, have we lost Jason again? Yeah, I think we might have. Oh no! Who knew? What was the last point? Oh, yeah, references. So if we start recording again, I know to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I edit, mm. <laughs> look at him gazing off into. <laughs> it's just disdain and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> We, we lost you again. Yeah, I know. I've, what I've done is now I've connected to my phone because obviously something's going on with our network. Okay. And we're yeah. still recording. So, so the last thing was like the rabbit season, duck season, like Marvin the Martian. Yep. Would anyone even understand that anymore? Yep, I heard that. Cool. Okay, cool. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I'll also go. All right. So and all, that, all those references aside and stuff, obviously this is playing off that 90s nostalgia, which is sort of like, I guess, because, you know, people, Monica and my age are now have money and spend money. And we probably saw Space Jam at the cinema. I know I certainly did when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. So it's interesting to latch on to that one little aspect of the Looney Tunes 
past endeavors and it's that 90s looney tunes with this movie that is sort of i think much beloved by people who grew up with it it's not great but it's a lot of fun yeah it falls into the nostalgia trap you know where something um isn't as good as you remember it when you see it many many years later um i didn't have the heart to sort of go back and watch um space jam with michael jordan because something in my deepest soul knew it wasn't going to be good (laughs) well i i did oh you did yeah i went back and i watched it again with like um with my son and my wife like before we watched the new one and um he it held his attention my son who's he's only four but you know the bugs bunny and stuff it like he didn't care about michael jordan stuff until he went to looney tunes world (laughs) and from there he was like on board (laughs) but the um it, it it's it plays with it's it's a lot smarter than you think it kind of like the meta humor and like meta sports humor meta Mm. cartoon humor and stuff and like the stakes feel kind of more like not gonna say real like i mean the looney tunes are going to be enslaved it's not exactly the most realistic plot but you care (laughs) um and then i think the other cool aspect of it is michael jordan where it's like i don't know a damn thing about basketball i've no interest in basketball whatsoever but as a kid, I knew who Michael Jordan was and mm. I understand the pop culture influence that he had in the 90s in from clothing to advertisements to like he was. And when you watch the old Space Jam, it's certainly not bogged down in this like jerking off Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He's very much a part of the plot and it's kind of like quirky and funny and it just happens to be that the Looney Tunes picked Michael Jordan like the, the you know they they challenge like the Looney Tunes challenge aliens to a basketball match because the aliens are like six inches tall, <laughs> and he's like, oh, we can beat them, and then the aliens d- do sports drugs and get big, <laughs> <laughs> so they kidnap Michael Jordan, thinking like, oh, he's the best basketball player we can think of. Like it, it made sense, sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this one, it's they try to tie in the fact that LeBron James has this not complicated relationship with his son, but he doesn't. He pushes his own aspirations onto his son to be a great basketball player, but his son is more interested in developing this video game. Um, And that's not something that they understand about each other. So that's where they try and develop this conflict. But I don't really buy into it very much. It's just, you know, there's this kid... Don Cheadle decides to manipulate him. And now LeBron Evil Jones computer has... Don Cheadle. Evil computer Don Cheadle. Like, you're a war machine, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I bagged out with that plot synopsis straight away. It's just so, so facile. It's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, really, to me, it, it's a soulless, cynical attempt to sort of create a spectacle that really much hocks up the worst bit of phlegm, Warner Brothers phlegm, and spits it on the legacy of Looney Tunes. And that's no, my sum total of what I see in it. Not only spits in the legacy of the Looney Tunes, but also tarnishes some really great films. When they go and collect all the other tunes, they go through Casa, the Casablanca movie, which is one of the greatest films ever made. They go through Mad oh, Max God. Fury Road. And I was just like, I don't need to see uh, Wiley Coyote. No one is safe. <laughs> no, no one is safe. And I just found it so, I don't want to say offensive, but... Yeah, I I was just like, what the hell are you people doing? 
Yeah, I think back to Jason's point, it was like written by a bunch of marketing copywriters. And then they were like, oh, you know what's cool? The Matrix. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool in 1999. <laughs> and distracting your audience with hearkening back to your, I guess, really good catalogue of works does not distract people from the fact that the movie that you are trying to sell is really bad. It, it was this, yeah, and, and the sort of meta-ness of it, but it wasn't playing meta for clever or meta for... I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just, like, there. <laughs> it's like the Iron Giant and King Kong. And mm. and then when, like, Alex Urge and the Eddie's Droogs are watching the basketball game, I'm like, what the... F who thought this was a good idea? Mm. This is just weird now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also found it um, very distracting to look at because there's so much going on on the screen. So when you go to the um, the final act with the basketball match, there's two, there's so many noises, so many colours, all this um, choppy editing. It's really difficult to understand exactly what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the actual game. The actual game itself. Where they're not yeah. even actually playing basketball, they're playing a video game. The video game. The basketball. Yeah, and you have style points and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, I agree with Le LeBron. Fundamentals are important. <laughs> <laughs> they have fundamentals of filmmaking. Oh. <laughs> Both went out the window. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, I've seen some shit in my life. Like, I have... <laughs> and I don't mean that in the, like, I went to Nam. Yeah, that's what it's coming across like, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> You'll get PTSD no, from I've watching watched, this film. I've watched some bad movies, but this was, if it was not, if we weren't doing a podcast on it, I, I, I was going to turn it off. Like, my son walked away, he's four, and there's a lot of colours and stuff, and he was just like, disinterested completely we were just like my wife and i just struggled to get through it it it, it hurt and i don't oh, yeah. think i've talked like we've talked about a movie this bad on the podcast yeah i was live <laughs> texting my outrage the entire time and i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to doing that to both of you <laughs> it was just it was it was just odd. It was odd, and it was the most like self-serving bullshit from a studio I think I've ever seen. Yep, but it's gonna make money. I don't. I don't think it will. I think. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think even audiences, basketball enthusiasts, like there's nothing in this for anyone, and all it does is like it makes the Looney Tunes look bad. Yeah, it does. I, I I hope it does in some way make people think about the Looney Tunes and what how good it could have been, and then you know, you go and discover their back catalogue and their their greatness. Mm. Even like the old Space Jam still has those really clever Looney Tunes moments. Yeah, and um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit also has a huge um, array of the Looney Tunes characters as well. Yeah, well. it's the first sort of crossover Warner Brothers and Disney. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. There's a scene in that movie um, mm. as a segue where um, Eddie Valiant is um, falling off a building to his perceived doom and he and Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse are chatting to him on his descent down and he's just begging for a parachute. Yeah. And 
freaking Bugs Bunny being the classic a-hole that he is gives him a life preserve donut from a ship instead of a parachute. <laughs> and he just goes, ain't I a stinker? And <laughs> But we were we were watching, like I said, we we're watching the old Space Jam and it's like the aliens rock up and it's like we're looking for Bugs Bunny and he's like, oh, does he have big ears like this? And does he eat carrots like this? And oh, does he say like, what's up doc like this? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, nah, never heard of him. And it's like, my, my mother happens to be walking past sees that and is in like hysterics <laughs> at that like old throwback kind of humor of the Looney Tunes. And this movie is so devoid of any of that wit, creativity, anything. This is a desert. <laughs> Yep. Of ideas. Yeah, technic- <laughs> Technicolor Desert. Yeah. yeah. And and it made me mad. <laughs> oh, I was swearing at you guys anyway. I think you got that. <laughs> like, that. That's what you were getting from me. I wasn't even describing things. I just You were just like expletives. Uh, uh, and this one, I can't blame you for it because you didn't actually know what we were getting ourselves into watching this. No, so. and we are we are <laughs> trying to be as we you know we're reviewing movies and we're trying to be as current as possible. And you know, there's a we've 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 spoken about this before that we don't have a numbers system because a number can't accurately convey the quality of a film however there is a number for this movie that can adequately convey the quality of this film and that number is zero (laughs) yeah 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 no redeeming features at all i would sooner watch pearl harbor what it does make me wish though is that they still had the looney tunes cartoons in cinemas because Way back, he used to get one just before the film. Yeah, before the yeah, film. Yeah, which was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I think the Looney Tunes will always work best as these five-minute, very, very sharply written little pieces. Mm. And also as animated cartoons, not three D remodels, which we get in the last part of this film, which just feels so kind of dirty. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing else to say about Space Jam A New Legacy other than the best part of it was when it was over and I had to, I didn't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the words of uh, Porky Pig, it's crap, folks. <laughs> I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for Space Jam A New Legacy and the song at the end was the original theme from the first Space Jam film. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump on the Apple Podcast and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popcultureau. Hey, hey,